All right, welcome back to the big program. Man, have we got a jam-packed 9 o'clock hour. Just before we bring Mark Spector in, let's say hello to our uh, co-host every Tuesday from Palm Desert, Grant Fuhr. Good morning, Grant. How we doing? Doing great. Did you have a good weekend? Uh, nice, quiet weekend. Wow. A little busy in the hockey world, but other than that, it was a good weekend. <laughs> a little busy, yeah. All-Star game. I mean, you uh, had game. Hey, also, there was the, uh, the All-Star in the AHL last night. Were you able to have a little gander at that? Actually, you know what? I didn't watch the All-Star game last night. That The All-Star games have turned into a little bit of shinny hockey, so <laughs> I took that night off. Uh, I was just uh, <laughs> flicking through the channels last night, Furzy, and I thought, I thought of you when I was watching. Uh, one of them went to a shootout. I don't even know what time I was watching, but didn't know too many guys on the ice anyway. Um, uh, let's welcome in our uh, 9 o'clock guest. 9 o'clock this week, in case you missed it, uh, that's when uh, Mark Spector will be with us all week at 9 o'clock on the mark. Powered by Booster Juice. Download the new Booster Juice Rewards app today to start earning berry points for delicious and nutritious smoothies, drinks, and food that will get you through the day as we welcome in Mark Spector from Vegas. So we got Palm Desert, we got Vegas, we got, man, you guys are in good spots here today, Spec. It's pretty sharp. Yeah, no question. Now, what do you, are you uh, golfing with the boys? Uh, I think it's tomorrow in Palm Springs, Fiercey, or what's going on there? No, she's a little damp here right now. So we get a little bit of a rainy day, and I'm actually headed to Vegas tomorrow, coming over for Jim McMahon's golf tournament. Oh, 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 there you go. Are you staying? You're going to play that that, uh, waste management course. Nope. uh, It's called the Gridiron Greats, and it's actually in Vegas. So we're we're coming over to play. I think we're playing at Angel Park. Nice. Are you staying for the Super Bowl, Fierzy? No, i got to turn around and head back here. we got a game against Henderson Saturday night. There you go. So this is the first time that we've had you guys on together because of how Speck's time mm-hmm. slot usually works. And and then, so Speck, you talked to Grant, was it uh, just uh, like a week and a half ago or so? A little bit more, I guess. Yeah, we were talking actually. It was good. That was the night that Skinner set the uh, record for uh, consecutive wins by an Oilers goalie. And uh, I texted Fiercy. I said, you still up? <laughs> and uh, by the time I, I walked back to the press room, my phone was ringing. Oh, yeah. So uh, he was still up. Uh, gave me some good stuff. Yeah, well, you're watching hockey. I know, I know. It's actually funny. Everybody says the same thing, Grant. You know, when when Skinner sets a record, they says, "Man, how didn't Fear have that record like way higher?" And when the Oilers set the ten game record for for wins, everybody says that's a great record. But how did those oil, old Oilers not win like fourteen in a row? Like, how come? What happened back then? Uh, we probably found ways not to win more than ten in a row. <laughs> Were they uh, called Esmeraldas and probably a good chance of that? It's funny that you maybe lost a game and then ran off another eight or nine in a row, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, we'd lose focus for a day or two, and Glenn had put the focus back in us pretty quick. Yeah, so you, I mean, to watch what Stu Skinner's doing here, Grant must be very impressed with his play. No, I think he's been phenomenal. I mean, it was funny how people were kind of down on him at the start of the year and everybody wanted him replaced without looking at the talent factor. Then you look at how good he was last year and everybody struggles at the start of their second year. That's, I don't know what it is. It's just everybody does. And he started off with a little bit of struggle. The team started with a little bit of a struggle and the team's coming out out of the Valley. They've played phenomenal and Stu's kind of been the backbone behind that. Spec, what impresses you about when you interview Stu Skinner? 
Well, you know what? And we probably in Edmonton, for sure, we learned this from Grant. Grant was the goalie sort of when I arrived on the scene. Um, he's he, he's got his head is in such a calm place, right? He doesn't get freaked out about things. He's willing to admit when he lets a bad goal in and it rolls off him. He's he's you know, he's not perfect. He'll never tell you he is. But he's also got a lot of pride, and he stands in there and says, hey, you know what? So I let a goal in. doesn't mean I'm a bad goalie. Like, mm -hmm. he's got enough confidence, but he's, he's not arrogant in any way. Uh, I just think he's got that calm demeanor. To me, he's, the key to goalies often is, is don't let your head get in your way, right? Let, get your feelings and emotions out of the way and just play goal. I always thought that's kind of how furious he was, and certainly Skinner's like that. Mm -hmm. He he just he plays goal, and whatever happens, happens, and he leaves it in the past. Grant, can you address that from a personal perspective, how you went through it here and through your career, and then, you know, what you're seeing from Stu in that sense? Yeah, you know what? I think Mark kind of hit the nail on the head. Is It's the six inches between your ears that separates good from great. And a lot of times, if you start thinking, you're already behind. And you try not to think. You just want to go out. You just play. And at the same time, you want to carry yourself like you're full of confidence because the guys on the bench look at that. They want to see how you're carrying yourself. If you're frustrated and you're shaking your head, then that trickles to the bench and they change the way they play. You want them to play the way they're comfortable. And the best way of doing that is having a positive body language. Mm-hmm. Uh, Speck, I'll ask you this one first, and then Grant, you can pony off it. Just about coming out of the All Star break when you have ten days off. Yes, you heard what Connor and Leon had to say yesterday following practice, but uh, having two good practices before getting back into it, and just having you know a good ten days off bef between games, uh, just going into a, a massive tilt like this one, Speck. Well, to me, it's it's the game back. I remember Dave Tippett used to say this. He said sometimes you don't have a clue what you're going to get from your team um, after a big, long break. But to me, the key is having something to focus on. You know, if you're if you're just playing another regular game, um, if you're just, you know, if you don't have – oftentimes it's just a normal game. You don't have a, anything truly big to play for past the two points. Sometimes it can be a little bit of a lottery – uh, as to how focused your team is, how well they play their system, how much how they snap back into form from where they were before. I think having this game in this situation here, it'll absolutely help the Oilers. They've got a ton to play for. They've got every reason to to be completely focused and to to you find that muscle memory, the the PK they've had, the systems play they've had, the defensive zone play they've had. Uh, this is a good thing for the Oilers here. To have something to really dig into in their first game back. I don't see a lackadaisical, a, an unattentive Oilers team tonight in any way. Grant? No, I totally agree. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better team to play against right out of the gate after a 10-day break. And I'm sure the first 10 minutes will probably be a little bit helter-skelter. I think both teams will be trying to find their feet somewhere in that first 10 minutes. But it's not going to take very long for everybody to find their focus whether it be a goal, a big hit, everybody's going to be tuned in pretty quickly. For you, Grant, for a goalie, is, is it timing? What is it? Is it just uh, you need to feel a puck, or what's it, what's it all about? It's just getting back to game speed. And you can practice all you want, but games are different. And after a 10-day break, 
it's going to take you oh, the first five minutes to get back into it again, whether it's that first save, first scramble around the net. It doesn't even have to be a shot. It's just a matter of seeing everything at game speed. Mm-hmm. Hey, Speck, did you, uh, you said yesterday that you were, there were tons of fans coming in on the, on the plane and you saw so many walking around town, same kind of thing last night. And, uh, yeah, you, yeah, I swear, I swear I've seen more people walking around Vegas wearing orders jerseys than I've seen people wearing chiefs or 49ers <laughs> jerseys so far. Wow. Uh, I'm sure that'll change as everybody rolls in for Super Bowl. But as of, you know, today's Tuesday, as of Monday night, there was orders people all over the place last night. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know, maybe they find us. I'm, I'm walking around with, with uh, you know, Derek Van Deest and, and Daniel Nugent Bowman. So maybe, you know, people say, hey, they want mm-hmm. to come over talk hockey. I get it. But, man, there will be a real good contingent tonight at that rink. I can tell you that for sure. What, what kind of play, what kind of buzz is there because of Super Bowl week, though, because of this game with the Oilers streak in Vegas, et cetera? Well, like if we were in, you know, if we were in St. Louis, I'd tell you, man, it's totally different. The d- problem with Vegas is there's always a buzz here, yeah. <laughs> right? It's, is it busy? It's busy as heck here. Like the Uber guy says he's making, having a great week. Obviously, the streets are full. The casinos are full. The rest, everything's going. But it's always like that in Vegas. Like, you know, it, it's a sporting week here, no question. Everyone's mm-hmm. got a – if people are here to see their team play, whatever the sport. But I'm not going to tell you it's busier than it usually is because every time I've ever been to Vegas, man, it's it's a shopping mall here every day, isn't it? <laughs> well, and plus the biggest event is the Jim McMahon tournament, right, Grant? Yeah, well, I don't know if that's the biggest event, but it's one of many. What do we got? We got Sports, Hill, Sports Illustrated's got their golf tournament. Uh, Ron Jaworski's got his cigars and something party going Thursday night. Max got his golf tournament Friday, Super Bowl Sunday, and the Oilers tonight. So, yeah, it's a busy sporting week. So, Speck, I mean, you might as well just stay there. Don't even go to Baco. I want Grant Fear's life. I want to just get traveled around to play golf everywhere. Is there some? How do I sign up for this? Should I have gone to a different school? What's going um, on? Here? I can tell you. I can tell you. How about five Stanley Cups? Let's do that to start. <laughs> that would have helped. Eh? Yes, that that kind of helps. I remember. I remember saying that to Randy Furby about. Uh, yeah, how do I get involved? And he's well. Try winning six Briars to start. <laughs> <laughs> so that's exactly exactly where it goes from there uh so oilers uh, would be an optional this morning spec you f- would figure uh yeah i'm pretty sure it's going to be an optional they've had two good practice days um vegas practices out in Summerlin in their uh practice rink so we won't see them this morning i was out there yesterday uh they'll go uh, aiden hills back and ready to play tonight uh mm-hmm. william carlson's back and ready to play tonight i believe uh, they're still without uh, Jack Eichel. No Jack Eichel tonight. Uh, no Shea Theodore for sure. He's having back, has had back surgery. Yeah. Uh, and no uh, William Carrier on the blue line. And he's I've always thought or, or William Carrier on the fourth line. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I've always found him to be a that big fourth line <laughs> of Vegas. Every, anyone who watched the playoffs last year know how important they are. So uh, you know Edmonton's got the edge in health if that's worth anything. But uh, they still got to play the game, huh? In your mind, Grant, and, and Speck just said about, you know, that fourth line that the Oilers had to face last year with Carrier on it, how much does that come into play, I guess, at this time of the year, Grant, moving down the stretch and then into the playoffs, size of your team, heaviness of your team? That makes a big difference. I mean, you're looking at, once you come out of the All-Star break, everybody's trying to hit the gas pedal to get ready for the playoffs. And it, I think the third and fourth lines get taken for granted sometimes, 
But once it comes down to crunch time, if you're playing a seven-game series, those big heavy lines make a huge difference because they lean on guys, they're heavy on guys, and they make it hard to play against. Mm-hmm. Hey, Speck, we've got Kelly McCrimmon coming on here in about uh, yeah. seven or eight minutes. So are you going to probably bump into him down there, I would imagine, at some yeah. point? You should see Kelly. He sits in the – they have a practice rink here that's where their offices are. Yeah. So the windows are all along one side and all the all the people in the Vegas Golden Knights offices are in there working. But there's a little balcony over the corner and there's three <laughs> stools there. And yesterday it's George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon sit. They're kind of hanging over the rink like those two old guys in the Muppets. Waldorf and Stadler. <laughs> yeah, and they're watching they're watching their team play and their team can see them watching them <laughs> practice. Don't think they're not looking. Or so <laughs> Or it could, it could be uh, uh, Harold Ballard and King Clancy. Yeah, that's better. It Maybe be better Harold there. Ballard and King Clancy. Yeah, those two guys. <laughs> watch, they were watching every Leafs thing in the balcony there at Old Maple Leaf Gardens. I, would, oh, I think it makes those Golden Knights players hustle a little harder yeah. at practice when they look up and see George and Kelly oh, staring boy. down at them. Yeah. It keeps the, keeps the pace a little quicker. <laughs> All right, Speck, we'll let you get to the rink, big fella, and uh, we'll look forward to your post-game report today, and then we'll have you on tomorrow. Uh, just in case for our listeners, Speck will be on tomorrow at 9 o'clock in the morning uh, all, right, all, all week long fun, yeah. thanks Beck enjoy right. the game tonight that's Mark Spector uh, energized by Booster Juice get the boost you need at Booster Juice uh, have you ever talked to Kelly McCrimmon Grant we're going to have him coming up here in five minutes I have not. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, he's an old Saskatchewan guy, more of a Brandon guy even too. You know, I think he moved to, you know, he was more of a Manitoba guy. Uh, well, so, he's with the Wheat Kings forever. Uh, forever, yeah. As far as, you know, ownership and, and, and you know, he was GM and uh, had so many guys that went through Brandon over the, his tenure. And then, you know, for him to kind of, continue on to, to Vegas and you, you saw him you know when they won the Stanley Cup how emotional he was because uh, w- with his brother Brad and of course you knew him quite well I would imagine Brad yeah he was coaching in Calgary when I was yeah so yeah. played against him a ton mm-hmm. old Sarge right that was his nickname Yep. Sarge. So that's uh, coming up right after the break. Uh, Kelly McCrimmon, uh, Vegas Golden Knights GM with Kevin Carius and Grant Fuhr on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right. Welcome back to the big program. Time now for the game of the day brought to you by St. Albert Dodge. They have 165 Ram 1500s all dressed up and waiting for you with an incredible 20% off MSRP. That's a savings of up to $14,000 as we are Proud to welcome in uh, Vegas Golden Knights GM Kelly McCrimmon to the show. Kelly, good morning. You're with Kevin Carries and Grant Fuhr. Thanks for coming on Sports Sports 1440 this morning. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me. Good morning, Kevin and Grant. You know, Kelly, the last time we were talking was at uh, just upstairs at Rogers Place, and we were saying it's like 10, 12 years ago, we were sitting at Bill Hunter Arena watching a Bantam game between Southside Athletic Club and Sherwood Park with the uh, likes of Sam Steele and, and Tyler Benson and Stu Skinner. And now, look, here you are 12, 12 years later, a Stanley Cup champion. Uh, just to, your, your journey here in the last few years, can you just touch on that and how much it's meant to you to kind of, you know, kind of go up, through the ranks to of everywhere you were to to where you are uh, right now uh, with the defending Stanley Cup champion Golden Knights. Yeah, it's, uh, it's hockey's been great to me. It's been great to my family, and and uh, I did watch uh, lots of minor hockey in Edmonton over the years. We had a lot of great players that came out of uh, uh, that area, and uh, you know I had the opportunity. I guess it's uh, eight years ago now uh, to come to Vegas as an assistant general manager. That first year was. 
um, you know, all about building, uh, preparing for expansion, which was a, you know, a fascinating uh, experience. We, uh, you know, did a real good job with that. And then our first season, of course, uh, went as well as it did. Uh, going to the Stanley Cup Finals, and really, uh, it's been uh, changed our calculus uh, pretty significantly. When we had early success, and since that time, it's been uh, all about trying to win. And uh, fortunately, last year we uh, were able to uh, to win the Stanley Cup, which was a tremendous uh, thrill, as uh, Grant would know mm-hmm. on many occasions. It's uh, as much as you envision that you think you know what it's like. It's uh, it's uh, multiply that by about a hundred, and uh, and you're getting close. So. Yeah. Uh, real fortunate uh, to have had the time in the game that I've had. Loved, loved my time in uh, junior hockey. Really liked working with uh, that age of player. It's gratifying the impact that you have on uh, young people at that point in your lives. And then uh, professionally, it's uh, it's uh, you know real uh, challenging and rewarding to work with the best players in the world. So that's uh, sort of been the two tales of uh, my time in the game. Yeah, it's been a, a hell of a run. Uh, go ahead, Grant. So with winning the Cup last year, have you found that Every game's been a little bit tougher this year. Yeah, and and, and you'd know you get uh, you get everybody's best. I think uh, you know early on, especially you're a measuring stick for teams, right? If you're playing the Stanley Cup champs and you play with them, or you beat them, or uh, or you don't, uh, I think it's a measuring stick for uh, for teams. So uh, we've sure found that, and uh, it was uh, interesting our season because we had such a good start. We were. I think 11-0-2, and then since then, um, you know, once we uh, started dealing with the injuries, we've been, you know, probably four or five games over 500. So uh, we've had to really scratch and claw for uh, for defending champions. There hasn't been a lot that's gone easy for us uh, this year, but we, uh, you know, we are in a, a decent spot and uh, looking forward to the stretch drive. Kelly McCrimmon with us, Kevin Carey's Grant Fuhr on Sports 1440. So this stretch drive, uh, it's it's going to be a, a real, you know, just a battle between so many teams, as you would know, Kelly. But just how is the health of your team kind of uh, looking heading down the stretch here, more importantly, with some key players out? Yeah, we've missed, uh, you know, some real key players, as you mentioned. Shea Theodore was... Uh, you know, Zach Whitecloud missed the first 14 games. Alex Petrangelo missed uh, nine games. Uh, Shea Theodore has missed now 30 games. Uh, Jack Eichel has uh, had knee uh, knee surgery, uh, so we you know those are you know real key uh, injuries. But then you know you know Ben Hutton missed uh, missed two months. Uh, Will Carrier is going to miss over two months by the time uh, he's back uh, in our lineup. Alex Martinez missed time. So we've we've had you know roughly six or seven guys a night have been out of our lineup. We've had really good contributions for uh, from Henderson we've had uh, you know pretty much four of those guys uh, per game in our lineup and they've been able to uh, come up and give us uh, give us some juice and then uh, you know Aiden Hill was the other uh, key guy that was out of our lineup he missed uh, missed over six weeks you know since he's returned we uh, I think we're six three and one in our last ten so we're making some progress and uh, and now um, you know, William Carlson was another guy that missed uh, six weeks. William will be back uh, for the game tonight. Who's a really uh, you know a valuable player to our team. He's a great two-way player, so it'll help to get him back in our lineup. And then, you know, as you gradually get healthier, you you hope that it uh, that it builds some momentum. I think by the end of February, we uh, we should be in a pretty good position health-wise if uh, if we can uh, get there without more injuries. Grant, how happy have you been with the depth of your goaltending? Like- with Aiden Hill being hurt, Logan Thompson was 
out for a little bit. How happy you been with the depth? Well, that's that's uh, a two-year story, really. When you look at last year, uh, Logan and uh, Aiden didn't we didn't miss a game to goaltending uh, injuries up until the All Star break last year, and uh, Logan was an All Star along with uh, Edmonton's uh, Stuart Skinner. Coming out of the break, uh, second game in, uh, Logan got hurt. And uh, from that point on, we used five goalies. We had to uh, trade for Jonathan Quick just to have uh, some insurance. We were extremely fortunate that uh, Laurent Bressois, coming off of uh, hip surgery, uh, had cleared waivers and was in Henderson. So he was one of the uh, one of the five goalies and, in fact, played our first uh, eight playoff games, was injured, of course, in the series uh, against the Oilers. By then, Aiden was healthy again. Logan never did get healthy. Aiden was healthy and uh, and uh, went the rest of the way for us. Uh, this year uh, started off uh, uh, fine. Then we just have had injuries, Aiden and then Logan. Yuri Patera is the number three goalie uh, in our organization. He's been up. So we consider ourselves fortunate with uh, the tandem of Aiden and Logan. They're, they're both uh, real good goaltenders. We think we're a better team when they're both healthy because it allows us to platoon them a little bit. But, uh, you know, we'd be... You know, it, it's amazing with the league as tight as it is, mm-hmm. how quickly you can lose your season if all of a sudden you don't have the goaltending and you lose, you know, you know, nine or ten games out of a dozen or whatever, and all of a sudden teams are running right over top of you. So, uh, again, we've been able to keep our head above water uh, based on that. <laughs> and then coaches get fired too, as well, Kelly, as we've seen that a couple of times because of bad, bad runs so far this year. Kelly McCrimmon, our guest on the Kevin Carey Show with Grant Fuhr on Sports fourteen forty. Uh, just your thoughts on tonight's game. Kelly with the you know the Oilers coming in on a 16 game winning streak a chance to make it 17 in a row and it's Super Bowl week in Vegas it's got to be quite the buzz in the city yeah it's a real marquee game uh, coming out of the uh, all-star break you're never quite sure what the first game back look like for teams I know last year for our team it was a real pivotal moment it seemed to uh, turn our year around a little bit and we played uh, extremely well from the all-star break till game 82 as did uh, the Oilers as did LA it was a real uh, sprint Colorado Dallas uh, we're doing the same thing uh, in the central so uh, you know great hockey uh, the final 30 games last year for uh, for a bunch of teams and you know tonight with Edmonton you know I think when you te- play a team in the playoffs um, you know, there's always a little extra, a little more rivalry to those games when you meet the next time. I know we lost uh, in overtime in Edmonton uh, in uh, in late November. This is our next uh, uh, game with them. And, you know, for me, I, I mentioned it earlier in terms of measuring sticks. This is a measuring stick for us because no one's playing better in the NHL uh, right now than the Oilers are. So it'll be a really uh, good test for us and a good uh, opportunity to see how we uh, match up. We wish we were a little healthier, mm-hmm. but uh, at the same time, I think the competitiveness of uh, both teams is going to make for a real good game tonight. Grant? Yep. Speaking of depth and all that fun stuff, how happy are you with the way Henderson's played this year? Well, they've been really important to us, and uh, uh, you know, Tim Speltz is our general manager of our American League team. In Henderson, he's in his uh, second year, and I know uh, last year at the start of the year, about a month in, he said to me, I realize now I've got to worry about injuries on two teams, because (laughs) if we have injuries, that means we're taking his players. 
So we've used a lot of players from Henderson. They've been up for extended uh, stretches. I think they're a couple of games over 500. Ryan Craig is our coach there who was on our uh, on our National League, on our VGK staff uh, last uh, six years as an assistant. He's done a great job. Uh, we've got some good prospects. We've got some good prospects. We did a good job in the offseason in terms of uh, veteran players. The Pacific Division of the American Hockey League uh, are good teams. They're, there's a lot of... Uh, older players uh, in the division so for your prospects it's a real uh, stiff challenge it's a great uh, it's a great development ground for uh, for young players and we've seen uh, you know lots of uh, good performances from players and and again we've had some guys come up and and contribute Brendan Brisson came up and scored a winning goal uh, in a in a 3-2 victory over Pittsburgh we had Sheldon Rempel our last uh, trip before the break uh, on a four-game road trip, scored a goal in a 3-2 win against uh, the Islanders. Uh, Caden Korzak, as I mentioned now, has played, uh, you know, he's up to you know 30 games or whatever it is that he's played now in the National Hockey League based on the injuries uh, that we've had. So those guys really have uh, filled a role for us. And then, as I mentioned earlier, Yuri Patera has played a number of games uh, for us also. As you know, Kelly, Grant does color commentary for Coachella Valley, so he knows all about, you know, Baco, Henderson, and Coachella Valley, so he's kind of our go-to guy for what's been going on with the uh, the uh, farm teams and the systems going up. Uh, you touched on it, Kelly, a little bit at the start, just to being a Stanley Cup champion and uh, what it took, the journey to get there. What was it like to take the Stanley Cup home to Brandon uh, last year after you guys won it? Well, it was uh, it was just a tremendous day. Uh, you know, I sure I sure found that. Uh, well, everything about winning was more than I expected. Being on the ice uh, was just so much more emotional than I would have uh, imagined. When you have your day uh, with the cup, the planning, the preparation that goes into it, the people that you want to uh, include, the you know the the public. Uh, you know, viewing that we had where we uh, were at the Keystone Center, which, of course, uh, for 27 years is where uh, I went to work every day. It was great to be able to do that for the, the people of Brandon. We had a private uh, function at our house, and, uh, you know, then we were able to get it up to our cottage at, uh, at Clear Lake for, uh, uh, you know, lots of pictures and opportunities uh, like that. So it, uh, for me, um, you have a great feeling of gratitude uh, when something like this happens, and it uh, really uh, gives you an opportunity to appreciate uh, people that have been part of the journey. So that, uh, that for me, is really uh, what resonated when I had my chance, uh, you know, to have the cup and to, you know, be around uh, a lot of those people that, uh, you know, you've been associated with for years. For me, a lot of the, you know, the Brandon Wheat King people, yeah. which, of course, was uh, where I spent uh, the bulk of my career, so it was great to have those people included. But you know, family. Uh, you know, um, you know, my brother Brad's name is on the Stanley Cup in 1989 as a member uh, of the Calgary Flames, and you know, 34 years later, uh, you know, my name is on the Stanley Cup. So for my parents who are still uh, living and live uh, in Saskatoon, I think it was really uh, you know. Uh, neat for them and, and uh, emotional for them to be able to to see that. So, you know, every every person uh, who's part of it, you know, will tell you a story similar to mine. Uh, the names and the places are going to change, but it's going to be that same uh, feeling that you have when you get the chance, uh, you know, to bring it back to your home. Grant, you were with Brad in Calgary, correct? I was. When Brad was coaching in Calgary, we were there together. 
Yeah. Yep, that's exactly right. It's a long time ago. <laughs> that, that's a day or two ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. What do you think, Kelly, just the, the growth of hockey in Vegas since you got there to where it is? What what are some of the things that impress you the most about how, I guess, the, the city has embraced the game and the team? Well, the organization has done an unbelievable job in terms of um, their involvement with uh, with minor hockey. And I, and I guess first and foremost, uh, where I'm sitting here today in my office is a, a two-sheet arena that uh, houses our practice facility. Uh, it's where our players come to practice every day. It's where our business operations offices are, our hockey operations offices are, uh, two arenas. Then in Henderson, which is where our American League team plays, uh, they have uh, a property that's identical. So that's where our American League bases uh, their practice facility out of is uh, uh, the uh, Henderson Arena. And then they have two ice sheets there. So then in Henderson also, the American League team, uh, Bill Foley built their game rink, so it holds about 5,200. Uh, so that's another ice surface uh, in town. There were a couple ice surfaces in town already. There's a, an additional ice surface that we took control of uh, that we operate. And uh, the growth in minor hockey, I think they're up to 6,000 uh, know, boys and girls that play uh, that play hockey, we have you know travel teams and uh, and everything with all the all of the age groups. The challenge here for uh, for parents. So you know, I know Bruce Cassidy has a son that plays. Ryan Craig uh, has a son that plays. Sean Burke's got a young guy who plays uh, as do as does Joel Ward. Is the travel to 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 find competition right? So a lot of that. Uh, a lot of that travel is, uh, you know, into California, into Arizona, which is, uh, you know, our good areas uh, for hockey. Uh, our our arenas here. Um, you know, I usually work late because uh, I'm watching NHL games in my office or what have you. Uh, there's people on the ice here till 10 o'clock at night. There's people on the ice here at six o'clock in the morning. It is a busy, busy facility, and the demand for uh, for the game is really, really growing. And of course. Uh, you know, the popularity of our team uh, has, uh, has really uh, added to that. You know, Kelly, I know you're a busy guy, so can't thank you enough uh, for your time to hop on for uh, a few minutes here with Grant and myself. Uh, best of uh, luck with the Gold Knights, except, just except for tonight, I guess. How's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, thanks for having me, guys, and uh, anytime. Uh, thanks very much. It's uh, Kelly McCrimmon, a GM of the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, and our Game of the Day brought to you by St. Albert Dodge with an industry-leading 4.6 Google review rating. Head up the trail to St. Albert Dodge. See how easy it is to do business with the great people there. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, when you think about it, Grant, Kelly, you know, how Vegas kind of came into the league, and this is before the Raiders got there, so... You know, the Golden Knights kind of had, eh, not the market cornered, because obviously you have, you know, college sports and things like that in Vegas, but they were able to sort of get a foothold uh, in Vegas in the market. Uh, can you Did you kind of kind of see that happening as this team is, has grown, I guess, in the NHL? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I've been over there for a few games, and they've the production's phenomenal. They do a great job of that, and it's attracted a lot of fans, and it's one of those cities where visiting teams fans travel very well, where everybody puts it on their calendars, well, we'll go watch our team in Vegas. 
And they've done a great job of embracing that and kind of building off of that and creating a lot of hockey fans in Vegas. So the, the times that you were there to watch games, can you explain the atmosphere compared to maybe other buildings that you've gone to? Well, Vegas is a little bit of a show production before the game gets going, which you would totally expect in Vegas. So it's a lot of it's about what goes on before the game. The game's kind of the topping on top of the show that happens before. And it's the building's got a great atmosphere. Everybody's excited to be there. Everybody between Knights fans and visiting fans, everybody's into the game. So it's an exciting place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's unlike any other rink, I think, or any other building in the league that again I think it's the production value the start it seems you know when you when you watch it I'm trying to compare it to Montreal in the sense of what you see on the ice and the pre-production value and all the the uh, the video and the uh, superimposition that you get the video on the ice but it's just different I guess in Vegas maybe it's just because it is Vegas and they they ramp it up a bit but it's always enjoyable like that's a building where you don't want to go ah you know we'll get to our seats you know a couple minutes in you want to be there before yeah no everybody rolls in early for it because they have a great show before the game and it's not what you would see in a traditional market Mm -hmm. so it's got that vegas glitz and glamour to it and they do a great job of promoting that When we come back, we will have a little open time, open text time. We'll talk a little golf with Grant, and we've also got to get to are you in or are you out? Plus, Ryan S. Clark, NHL on ESPN, will be our guest at 1020. That's all coming up on the Kevin Carey Show with our co-host, Grant Fuhrer, on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Kevin Carey's in the Sports 1440 studios. At West Edmonton Mall, where they're just cleaning the windows right now and looking sharp here, Duke. So the so all the, the many fans that come by, the, the our our curious onlookers and listeners have a, a clear view of uh, everything that happens in the studio here. Well, there was quite the face print plastered <laughs> up. I don't know when that got there, if it was over the weekend or what, but it literally looked like somebody painted that face print on the on the glass. It was well, like, you can tell every detail of the person's yeah. smile, like the dimples on their cheek. The window cleaner dude is even laughing about it here, too. So, uh, Kevin Carries in the Sports 1440 studios with the Duke and Donnie P, plus Grant Fuhr in Palm Desert. Uh, Fuhrzy, we talked about it just a real briefly at the top when we had spec on. But you're going to Vegas tomorrow, and what's the event all about again? Uh, just some Super Bowl stuff. So, we've got Ron Jaworski and Mike Ditka have a cigar party. <laughs> on Thursday night, so we'll go and attend that. And then Jim McMahon's got his golf tournament Friday over in Vegas. So I'll hang around playing that and then race back over here because we play Henderson back here at home on Saturday night. Wow. Okay, what's this cigar party all about? And they get a bunch of the football stars, a few Hall of Famers, and they put it on. We went last year when they were in Arizona, and I think it drew, oh, probably close to eight or 900 people. Wow. So it's a pretty good soiree. So Ron Jaworski, obviously a big cigar guy, and same with uh, um, Butkus. You know, a lot of the guys are. A lot of the athletes are big cigar guys. I'm not a cigar guy, but it's fun to go hang out and see some of the guys. Yeah. And so, like, do you, do they have, like, how does it work? Like, do they have a whole table out and, like, just, uh, like, uh, stands of, like, Cohibas and things? How does it work? Yeah, they got a bunch of different booths all set up and a bunch of different bars all around. A lot of it's just... Big auction table, so there's some pretty cool stuff for auction, mm-hmm. and it's just a chance to mingle and hang out with some of the guys. So you say you're not a big cigar guy, but do you have one every once in a while? 
No, never. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a smoker. Yeah. So I just thought, you know, a lot of guys will just fake it on the golf course. You know what I mean? Well, they like to chew on them. Yeah, chew on them. And well, I remember Rod Phillips. How many times was he chewing on one? No, him and Slats. Yeah, Slats do I don't think yeah. I ever saw Slats light a cigar, but he chewed through a lot of them. Yeah, he did. He and same with Rod too. They're always having them chomping on their in their uh, in their mouth for sure. Uh, text came in a little while ago um, from B Rad. What brand of golf clubs does Grant use? Uh, what do you you still? We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Still with the Strixons, right? I am. They take good care of me, and I I love them. I mean, I've had them in my bag now, going on six years, so. I'm a huge fan. Mm-hmm. And those are, are all irons too, or even the woods and drivers? Uh, everything except for the driver. I okay. just put the new Ping 10K in. And have you, like when you go to a fitting or whatever, do you take, do you try different brands or how does that work in the sense, and I'm talking more about the driver because if you've been using Strixon irons for six years, obviously you're comfortable with them. But just what about, you know, the metal woods and things like that? Oh, no, I still test everything. I mean, I usually, I'll go over, True Specs got a great setup here at Shadow Ridge and I'll go over there and see a buddy of mine there and try out all the new stuff and go through it all just to see if it's actually better or not and mm-hmm. see if there's something I like better. How many different kinds of shafts do you try out? Um, I actually stick to one company. A friend of mine owns a shaft company out of North Carolina called VA Composites. Mm-hmm. So he's been sending me prototypes and stuff for years now. And I've got a bunch of shafts that I really like. So I just stick to the one company. And what about the flex? What about the amount? Have you changed it a lot since you've kind of, you know, getting getting older, getting older? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now that we've gotten old, we've gone from the X down to a stiff. So it's unfortunately part of aging. you got to figure out what works best for you. So everything's gotten a little softer. So you say it's a softer shaft, but like what's like the flex or how's it? Yeah, it's got a little more flex to it. Mm Mm-hmm help you launch the golf ball a little bit, help help you keep the same distance. Do you think that's just, again, a guy gets older, the power, you don't have the power as you used to? Yeah, the power, the flexibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're making up for miles on your body is what you're doing. Uh, could you imagine hitting hitting a ball in the wind at Pebble Beach the last couple of days there on the weekend? Yeah, I like playing in the wind. I think it's fun because you have to flight the golf ball a little bit. And I, start, I still kind of like old school golf where you got to move mm-hmm. the golf ball up and down and, Playing in the wind, I enjoy. So what, I'm sure you watched a little of the golf on the weekend. Did you watch Pebble Beach or did you get a chance to watch the live tour as well? Both. Okay. So That was a great part. I like both. So uh, Let's just start at Pebble Beach. I mean, one of the most iconic courses going. I'm sure you've had a chance to play there. And just your thoughts on how the tournament went. And in the sense when you, you know, you never know what the weather's going to do, but I mean, for them to even at the end of the round on Saturday, man, it was getting nasty already then. Oh yeah. Well, you know, at this time of year, that there's always a chance it's going to turn nasty at Pebble beach. And it's such a fun golf course. And when the weather does happen to turn a little ugly, it brings the elements into play and it's an exposed golf course. So you actually get to see who's playing really well. Mm-hmm. Did you play in the pro-am there a couple of times? No, I've been down around the Pro-Am a couple of times and okay. it's poured rain and been not great, cold. So I, I kind of stick to the desert now around that time of year. Yeah, But that Pro-Am is probably one of the most, 
uh, you know, famous or a, a one that a program that uh, a guy like yourself would might, you know, depending on whether would want to partake in? Oh, definitely. I mean, it was the old Crosby clam bake back in the day. And it, it was known as the pro-am to be at. So most definitely. And it used to be that you'd go from there to the Bob Hope here or from the Bob Hope here to there. So those were the two iconic pro-ams that have both kind of been phased out now in the last little while. What's the Crosby clam bake? That's what AT&T used to be. Okay. That's what it originally started as. And that would be under like with Bing Crosby? Yep. Wow. Yeah, that's how long that tournament's been out there. Holy smokes. So then on Sunday, and I don't know, it's a little different for us up here. To find the live golf on TV is a lot more challenging, I guess, maybe for some people up here than it would be maybe down there. Uh, But to watch it, basically, they had, there's nothing else on TV on Sunday in the afternoon to go head to head with with the live tour. So what did you make of uh, watching that final round on Sunday? I actually really enjoyed it. It was mm-hmm. great. You've got a lot of guys that are big name players that were battling for the individual wins. So it was fun to watch. It was great golf on a hard golf course. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the part I enjoy is it's a hard golf course. It's a very narrow golf course. And to watch those guys play it, even they struggled a little bit at times. Did you, do you like the team aspect of what they do with live? I just think it adds a different element to it. I mean, I'm still more interested in the individual side of it, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it adds a little bit to it, especially on the final day when they're counting all four scores. Yeah, I think that adds a little more pressure to some of the guys that maybe aren't playing well. Kevin Carey's Grant Fear on Sports 1440. When you're, and I talked about this yesterday, Grant, and I never, I never ever thought I would bring it up, and uh, but just guys wearing shorts. And I always thought, you know, when I was watching the PGA Tour, and especially when you're looking at the hot weather destinations and, you know, they're playing down in, in Georgia and this and that, and it's 100 above, and these guys are just, they got the gravy going everywhere. I always thought, you know, let these guys wear shorts. And then when I saw it yesterday, because it's really the first time I watched a full, you know, 10, 12, 13 holes of live, and I saw all the guys in shorts, I, for some reason I didn't like it. I don't know why. It's different. Yeah. It's different. I mean, it's not traditional. So that's in that sense, it takes a little getting used to. But at the same time, I'd rather see guys in shorts than see guys wearing swamp pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> swamp pants. <laughs> um, I don't. And I, again, I've always said this, that I thought it was just crazy that they weren't being able to. But there are other things that when you watch the broadcast, there's, you know, there's some spots where you can hear music in the background and things like that. So again, do you think it's just the fact that it's just different and we've been it's used different. to Yeah. I mean, it's a lot more like your everybody, everyday play yeah. where you'll go to a country club and there's lots of guys playing, they listen to music, that sort of thing. So it's a little bit more of that element, but again, with a really strong field of players. So you're looking at some of the best players in the world and if you're just watching the golf and you're there to watch the golf, mm-hmm. the golf's good. If you're looking at all the outside distraction, that sort of thing, I think it takes away from the golf a little bit. You know, I was also, you know, being in broadcasting for a long time, the other element that I was really paying attention to was the the quality of the production and how it looked on TV and the commentators and, and things like that. What's your take on that element? 
Uh, well, I love Jerry Fultz is a great announcer. So is David Faraday. So I've seen both of them for years and they both do a great job of commentating on golf. And what I love about their broadcast is you see a lot of golf. I mean, I think that's kind of the knock on the PJ tour right now is you see a lot of commercials. You don't get to see a lot of golf. Then live it's the opposite. You don't see any commercials, but you see a ton of golf. And for a golf fan, it's enjoyable to just sit and watch golf. Do you like that? You know, this is before the playoff because you didn't see it during the playoff. But, you know, when they're on, you know, Ram is on 15, 16, 17 or whatever. And you see the whole left side of the screen with that banner of scores and the logos of the teams, etc. Do you like that? Yeah, that part they could lose. Yeah, I don't I mean, like that I, yeah. I'm a golf fan, so I like to see golf. Yeah, I don't like that at all either. They can bring it up every once in a while and take it from there. You know, uh <laughs> when you mentioned Faraday, I, I, he's got so many comments over the years. But one of the one of the funniest things that Faraday ever said during his commentating was uh, a couple of years ago. Someone chunked one. They he someone like they took a divot out that you know was about eight ten inches long, and it was just a total miss hit. And and Faraday went furious. He goes, uh, "Ooh, look at that! He hit so far behind the ball. He might want to mark it on yesterday's scorecard." <laughs> you know, David's got all the best lines, which yeah. is why it's fun to watch him. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, uh, we will have a little in or out segment with Grant Fuhr. At 1020, we will uh, check in with Ryan S. Clark, a little more NHL talk. Uh, NHL on ESPN, that's what Ryan S. Clark is with. Uh, that's coming up top of the hour with our co-host Grant Fuhr, plus uh, in or you're out. Before that, time now for a Sports 1440 Update. Is it the Duke or is it Donnie P? Who is it, Duke? It's the lovely and talented. Oh, we got the lovely and talented Donnie P, Donovan the intern, with a Sports 1440 update. Wow, here you go, Donnie.